Can you hear that? No. You can't hear that, right? No. Did you turn the volume up? <laughs> Listen, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Let's try it again. All right. Welcome back to the Word Podcast. I am Seth Williams. I'm here with Brendan Ward. We are doing our quick segment called The Market Minute. We're going to cover everything you need to know about the Boston real estate market in 30 minutes or less. Everything to do with inflation, interest rates, inventory positions, and local market data. Brendan and Seth will cover it all. Look at that. It's like everything's working for us today. It's really something else. Good afternoon, Mr. Attorney Ward. Good afternoon, Seth. Glad to be here. I missed this. Last day in Florida. For Williams fan. Oh, it is. Yep. Two straight days behind the desk constantly. Time to get back. Time to get into it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I think the market's pretty hot. I can I imagine. You a, I don't know if you get a point of view, man. But oh, lost the mic. <laughs> oh, still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a little faint, but yes, I can still hear you. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. Um. Yeah, listen, I think uh, a lot of the listing appointments this uh, this week, tail end, a lot of people coming off of the Thanksgiving. We got a, a directionally four-month low in interest rates at the moment. A lot That's of a good positive, sign. Lot, yeah. lot of, a lot of negative comments out there, which is positive mortgage movement. Yeah. Um, a lot of fake negative, news out there. Negative economic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fake news out there. That one may uh, take as like all that Fed stuff about how they're cutting rates six times. That's not even real. You know that, right? That's fake news. They haven't said that. Um, I don't believe anything until the Fed actually does it. I, I, anybody that portends to um, yeah. understand what the Fed is going to do in advance of the Fed sounds like a snake oil salesman to me. So, um, you know, who's all of this could change really on a dime sn- selling snake oil? Well, I I would assume nobody because I would assume nobody wants to kill snakes to get their oils. Do you think that's what snake oil was for? It came from snakes. I don't know. Was snake or was or I don't was know. it I, I or was it oil to make snakes more slippery? <laughs> Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I assumed it was like you wore, you put it on your snakeskin shoes. Um, Are you doing a, a instant fact check? <laughs> um, I would love to know the origin of snake oil salesman. Okay, a snake oil salesman, a term now used to refer to charlatans peddling their fraudulent wares. Got the idea from. Chinese laborers working on the first transcontinental railroad. They used to they used oils produced by the Chinese water snake, rich in omega three fatty acids, to soothe sore muscles and treat arthritis. So someone sold oh. some witchcraft oil that was supposed to be all curing, much like what is still all over the internet today. Like Ozempic. Rumor is that causes weight loss. Yeah, or coaching. Oh, or okay, anything that you could pay for to become rich overnight. Yeah, uh, that I can agree with. Without work, without any work, fake news, not happening. Yeah. So what's been what's yeah. been up, man? 
tell us, uh, is, is the purchase and sales workflow activity up on your end? Tell me a little bit about what you're, uh, what you're kind of seeing out there. Yeah. So I would say what's today, Tuesday, uh, got a couple things in this week so far. I would anticipate that with rates lower, we'll see a little bit more in, uh, anecdotally, it seems like everybody's busy around here. So, you know, I think busy makes us think that there's work coming in. Uh, hopefully that's the case. Uh, but you know, following the, the interest rates, I, I certainly think that things are, uh, on the up and up again, uh, on the up and up and improving. But I think we still have an inventory problem. We do. It is significantly improved. I think every single time you see this rate move yeah. down, you know, we saw a pretty good rate run down over the period of a couple of weeks during, albeit a slow time, Thanksgiving-ish. Uh, and even now, we're usually a lot of things you would think buyers are taking a break due to uh, the holidays and whatnot. Um, so that inventory usually... But they're not going to close before no, the holidays no. now anyway. So now's like the perfect no, time. it's a good time. Because the houses all look pretty. They're lit up. Like, it's a great time to photograph. Like, I would think this would be the best time I hate of year. Because if you came to our I hate house. photographing properties this time oh. of year. Because if they don't sell instantly, you have to reshoot it in like two weeks. Oh, yeah. Good point. But what, what I was going to get at is every single time you have a little bit of inventory built, you know, you finally get to a good amount of homes available in the state of Massachusetts. Again, we're still really tight around here in Boston, but you take this little bit of rate relief and they all get snatched up and you're right back into the same position. Uh, we were in the spring with limited to no inventory, limited affordable homes, um, you know, under that seven, $800,000 mark. It's a lot of the same narrative, right? So I do think it's a good time to pull the trigger because, uh, you could potentially get a good deal right now if something's been sitting a little while. Um, you can still get some rate credits and whatnot, but also like it's just nice to see some relief in the interest rates. And I think there's enough narrative out there, although an unofficial narrative, that uh, I would say we're through the worst of it rate-wise. Thoughts? I, I am unwilling. No, no thoughts. Uh, I'm unwilling to make that uh, call. I, you know, I don't know that we've seen what the economy is going to do yet, right? Like, I think we have. I hope we have, but I, I am somewhat, you know, a scholar of history, and when I was in undergrad in business school, one of the things they taught us is that economies are cyclical. And we have been an uh, anomaly of an economy for the last 15 years or so. And I don't think we're getting off with a soft landing. Like, I don't, I don't know that we've seen ev any evidence of historical soft landings that have um, cured the run-up that we had over the last 15 years of free money for very long periods of time. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem based on history that this is just going to go away very easily. Yeah. Listen, I, I suppose I'm with you, uh, <laughs> but I, 
no, I disagree. I made a reel about it. I made a reel okay. about it like an hour and a half yeah. ago in a different hoodie. Oh, please tell me all about I just, said reel. I just think that this recession, it's not, we're not, it's not happening. Look at all the other indicators. Everyone's still spending. I do think everyone's, we've talked about it so much, just hurting financially to a degree, but they all have golden parachutes in the houses that they own or the increase in income that they're receiving. Um, you know, inflation uh, came out today. I, I mean, my interpretation was it was fairly, fairly decent, right? So you're 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 running at an unadjusted twelve months inflation at three point one percent. You know, we saw 0.4 all summer, uh, well in August and September. Um, so we did see another basis point in it, um, but energy's down, gas is down, oil's down, um, vehicles are down. Clothes are down, you know, um, these are all good. And the way they calculate housing, we, I think we all know is a little irrelevant. So it'll be, I don't know. Let's go check and see how the, the, the market from a mortgage rate is responding. Yeah. Mortgage backed securities are, are down. Rates are down a basis point um, with a little, you know, as expected, you know. So there's a good article on Mortgage News Daily. Um, came out a few hours ago. Uh, initial move in the first 20, 30 seconds after the release was friendly for bonds. Moments later, the gains began to fade as traders considered the internal, specifically core inflation services, 0.5 versus 0.3 previously, led by 0.5 versus 0.4 uptick in owner's equivalent rent, um, which, by the way, that's the bullshit metric that I keep saying is not how we should really evaluate the housing market. Um at a 0.6 versus 0.3 uptick in medical care services, energies, commodities contributing a subtracting a solid amount from overall inflation. Um, and so either way, as expected, um, that's as directionally good news. Um, and so we should be in for all the compounding data to provide a, a, some stability, hopefully, I know, uh, over the next 30 days or so. Rate wise, mortgage rate wise, yeah. which means after everybody, I read a stat uh, and I'm going to screw it up. I got to see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Okay, ready? So according to a recent statistic, December is the most popular month for an engagement or a proposal rate of 19% and 40% of their couples choose their ring together, which I think is weird. Um and so th there's a huge, let's see, out of the 38% of couples who get engaged during engagement season, which is the fall, 20% of them happen in December. So the reason I bring up that stat is there's a huge um, household forming or uh, something that predicates, you know, potential home buying. I mean, what is this, 1962? You don't think these people are living together before they got engaged? <laughs> I mean, they might have. But I mean, like a real household forming, if you live in an apartment, you might not own together. You know, if you think about just our clients, most of them maybe are looking and immediately get married after. That's my, maybe like 10, 15%. The vast majority of them are already married, you know? Yeah. Or in some sort of domestic partnership. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah. I think that what I'm, my, my point is, is we continue to have more households forming in the U.S. economy and not enough homes for sale and or transacting. So after December 31st, I expect a huge uptick in the real estate market, period. Based, based on the, off the engagements, based off rate slide. Yeah, I think the rate slide's the bigger thing. All I can think of is that Facebook video where the the one person's running down the street and it's like oh, interest yeah, rates yeah. at eight percent and then it goes to like More seven five and like two people come it's off the vision. curb. Yeah. And like as that, that that every time I hear about rates going down, that that's what comes to mind is that video of like at the end when it's at six percent, there's like a hundred people running yeah. down the street. And I, I do think that that's you know, when they come down, that's what we'll see if there is continues to be a pent yeah, up demand, which I don't see the demand issue no. being solved. So I think we're on the same page of the end result. I just don't know what it's going to take to get to that result. Like, uh, you know, and, and I don't know that it's as quick. I want it to be quick, believe me, um, as much as you do, but you know, because we make more money when more transactions happen, right? Like that's the, that's the point of being a, in our, in our roles. But like, I, I am cautiously optimistic about all of this. I'm nervous that if the rates don't go down as quickly as the market has built in, that things are going to, you know, potentially go sideways. I'll like, take that bet. You know, I, I just feel like, yeah. What do you mean? I, I think we're through the sick. I think we're through the sick of it. Okay. I I think I, I, a lot of, I, a, I, at least from housing I hope so. I think there's a lot of, I think we've hit the yeah. bottom when it comes to um, the low transactions. I do think there's going to be an uptick in transactions next year. I think there's a lot of people now. I mean, you got to think about it. We're going to be running into two years of, of higher rates, right? Of over yeah. 6%, over 5.5% rates. And so you've built equity over that time. You've, you're hopefully making more money. And if you want to move, then you're going to move. And that means I think we're going to see more inventory uh, hopefully, of the the more recent purchases come back to the market, and I think, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Anthony and Martin, if you get closer to that six mark, which by the way, when we recorded that, we were at eight, we're already at seven, happened yeah. fast, right? Yeah, we're halfway the halfway there. Us, we're happening we're, in like the data keeps two telling weeks. Us we're hopefully going in the right direction for a little while, um, and so it's very possible there's a loosening of inventory in the spring. And I just, I see that from like this leading indicator of how many people I'm going to their home and they're considering selling, um, you know, and what's interesting, a lot of them are like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving. I want to find out what I can get for rent for my place. And, uh, Oh, by the way, like what, you know, we're telling them, are you open-minded to like a full market analysis to see what it's worth sale wise? You know, I went on an appointment recently where, my clients are a lot of people are moving out of Massachusetts, dude. Like that's still a thing with at least with my clients, right? Yeah. So I, I had clients uh, thinking about leaving the country, and actually we have another one leaving the country. You and I are doing a deal on right now, right? Um, and mm-hmm. that's solely mm-hmm. driven between cost of living elsewhere. Okay. So um, they're leaving the country for cheaper cost of living. The dollar goes way further elsewhere, and we talked initially in uh, in in a lot of these examples about 
what can I get for rent? Okay. And because these people bought two, three, four, five years ago, they have a lot of equity. And and I, I'll give you the scenario mm-hmm. I gave to one of my clients using round numbers. Um, they essentially have almost a half million dollars in equity in this property. Okay. They bought five they oh, bought five years ago. Nice. Okay. And they're like, I'm not giving up my two percent interest rate. It would be foolish. I'd like to make money. And they would make, you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars outside of property management. Okay. Like they they'd be making a decent return monthly, which will almost pay for all of their housing where they're moving to. Right. So net net. Yeah. And continue to build, draw down the the balance on the yeah. mortgage. And uh, if you recall, when I sold Pleasant Street, I I sold it for one big reason: return on equity. I can keep this property. Mm-hmm. This is what I told him. I go think about it. You're going to make let's say let's say you make two thousand uh, dollars a month. You're going to make twenty four thousand dollars a year. Yeah, you have to budget around five to seven thousand dollars in annual maintenance cost. Okay, so you can spend the money, but you might spend a, a few thousand dollars in maintenance. So, so you're down to let's call it just twenty grand. Okay, can you take five hundred grand right now and make twenty thousand dollars a year on it? One hundred probably. One hundred percent. You can you can have no risk. You could put it in a high yield savings account even, and and make a good return. Without property managers, without maintenance, without depreciation, you know. And don't get me wrong: Are you going to lose the upside of real estate? Yeah, but like, you also can mm-hmm. access that capital, live peacefully, and not worry about a property that you own in another country. You know what I mean? So, a lot of the clients I think are are now starting. Everyone was like, "Oh, I'm just going to rent it. I'm just going to rent it, and pay the difference in interest rate." But I think as that seasons. People are like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a landlord out of country. How much money can I make? Why don't you sell it? You know, because if you want, you can go buy another investment close to you. You can invest that money elsewhere and uh, and have some cash on hand. And and that, hope, I'm hoping there's more of that. And I have several appointments in the next 48 hours that are those appointments that are both, I'm thinking about renting, but I'm also thinking about selling. And if, and if those folks decide to sell instead of hold their property, I think we could see an inventory uptick. And I think that's going to happen more and more as we move further away from, um, you know, the times of these lower interest rates. People are just going to be okay with it. And they are also going to realize that they have a lot of equity to unlock and they could use that cash elsewhere to make a similar return. The non-landlords who are cho- you- who think they should become landlords because they saw about it, they saw it on TikTok come to the realization that they actually don't want to do that and they'd rather just have their money. What were you going to say? I don't know. Oh, the yeah. season, right? So like is traditional real estate as a summer business out the window and like the seasonality of real estate is, is not so important as the um, – need for people to to start building equity and buy houses. Yeah, listen, I think there is, at least up here in Boston, there's always been some sort of bell curve to it. Yeah. We definitely do the most transactions in the summerish months. But I'll tell you right now, we're having a very busy calendar December, right? Um, mm-hmm. When people went in contract with 8% rates, right? So I think, I think at the end of the day, 
if you're continuing to stay in touch and give people good advice, it's it's not a bad. There's not yeah. a bad time to transact. There's a much easier time to move. You know, and that's when there's not snow and ice on the ground. I guess, right? Um, I don't know about you. I would hate to pick up and move during the holidays. It's like the one time you kind of hunker down a little bit and spend a little bit more time with with family and. Um, fe- it depends on where I was moving. Like if the house was Not good, I wouldn't right. care. And I, but I think, but I think it all just comes yeah. down to life. Uh, these life cycles, right? Kids, marriage, yeah. death, divorce, yeah. diamonds, whatever it is, debt, the D's. Yeah, the D- right. Like the, the whatever D's. happens, happens. Like that shit's unpredictable. Yeah. You're right. So uh, I think that obviously drives it. But um, I think the consumer who stays educated right now on what's actually happening. Um, is still plugged in and, and trying to make a move. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm just hopeful that there's more inventory breaking. I think we'll see more transactions in the future than we saw this year. Uh, I don't know how much it'll be. And I think the mark will be on to a, a pretty competitive market somewhere in 20, the tail end of 2024 into 2025 for sure. With the assumption that rates keep going down. Yeah. Or just stabilize somewhere between five and seven. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. That'd be that would it's be the great. yo-yo. It's the yo-yo volatility that I've I've always been harping on. That is is confusing. You can't when you have when you submit an offer on Friday and you get your offer accepted, you get your loan estimate on a Tuesday, and rates moved half a point, and you're like shit. You know that's not the price point I was looking in. So we were doing an exercise with the team the other day. Every couple hundred thousand dollars with a hundred with a hundred basis point rate movement, a one percent rate movement is is about one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars in affordability. Right, so if you're in the six, seven, eight hundred thousand, you're talking three to four hundred dollars in savings. And when that happens, when yeah, rates go or, down, or lack, or or yeah, the other way when they go up. So when you see yeah. rates go from seven and a quarter to seven seven five over the period of five or six days while you're actively shopping, and you think you're in a price point that you're actually already priced out of come Monday when your offer is accepted, that's tough. And that's what I think hurts buyers, you know, mentality. Like that's that's tough. You finally found it, and now you're like, crap. Now it's unaffordable. Last week it was affordable. Yeah. I hate this game. I'm out. So, anywho, I'm still st- seeing a lot of activity on the lower price stuff under six hundred. That's for certain. Single family homes, not condos. Condos are a little bit harder still. Yeah. I, I would assume those are are not staying on the market long, multiple yeah. offers. Yeah. And I think multifamilies are starting to hurt a little bit. I got plenty of clients trying to purchase stuff right now and having a real hard time obtaining multifamily financing. So even though that new... Yeah, more oh, really? so like the bigger investments because banks are worried. I yeah. think banks are worried about that stuff. Non-owner yeah, occupied or owner There is some new... There's that no, new no, no, rock no. product yeah. that I think will help a lot of people and help drive yeah. the value back up of threes and fours that has been suppressed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. But uh, um, there's a new loan product that broke a couple months ago, went live in the middle of November, where you can you no longer have to be an FHA yep. buyer under 15% down for a, a three and a four property, three and a four unit property. You can do 5% down. There's no income limits. And uh, the reason that's important is uh, FHA had what's called a self-sufficiency test where you had Mm -hmm. to, the building had to carry itself. So all the rent, 75% of that had to carry its debt and expenses. And with rates, the vast majority of threes and fours would not pass that test. So 
now that that is not a thing and there's a loan product that exists, you know, two families never had to pass self-sufficiency. So we saw two family pricing start to eclipse three family pricing for that reason. And I think now you'll see three family pricing mm -hmm. run back up pretty dramatically. So. Especially as rates continue 100%, 100%. to go down. 100%. So. Um, right. So it sounds like all good news. Listen, I just think it's like, it's kind of old news now. It's two years of high rates. Like everyone's over, not over it, but like, I think everyone's in tune to it. And the people that are waiting, which unfortunately we have some clients who waited from 2020 and they are, they are kicking themselves. So, um, Seth, when's the best time to buy a house? Now. It was, I it was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. By second best I, time I to is be today. Cliche. It's like don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Blah blah blah. So we're going to continue to see uh, appreciation in the Boston area. And yeah, I do think I think it's going to be a good buying season for the next handful of weeks, four four to six, and then I'll probably get really hot again. So very pressing Shoot. question: Is anybody excluded from your Instagram giveaway? Or is anybody somebody like you? No. Yeah. I mean, I was Dude, about hop, to hop, hop on, on the Instagram the, giveaway the likes, bandwagon. Do, um, do all that stuff. We yeah. Some good stuff coming. So what do you give? What are you guys giving away secret, over man. at Reference? It's a secret. Oh, all yeah, 12 days? Like, you don't get to peek in the stocking. You'll see it when you see it. So oh. here's some good stuff coming. We got, all right. All right. We got some, I can't, uh, we get some I can't wait. That we'll give away. Uh, <gasps> we'll get some tickets. Trips? We'll give away. Uh, a lot of swag, a lot of gear, a lot of tchotchke stuff. Just fun, fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, oh. sign in, share it, like it, DM it. Uh, and we're pulling drawings every day. We're going to cycle it over the next few days. So we'll do a few. We'll pause. We'll do a few uh, as we as we build up to um, Christmas. What else is going on at Reference? I heard uh, good things are, are going yeah, on over there, agents. right? We got some new people joining, uh, new people in the hopper coming on, actively hiring and recruiting realtors. So I think, um, listen, it was a tough year for everybody. So everyone who's living in the gap, kind of uh, uh, frustrated by their uh, performance this year, it's okay. Uh, just be happy that you're able to help some clients and, and get some deals done out there and hopefully pay your bills and, if you're struggling right now, we're, we want to talk to you, right? We uh, we get some good systems. We hired a, a sales operations director a few months ago, Saul. He's uh, been absolutely killing it with our agents and um, running sales huddles and business development and stuff. So a lot of good stuff happening. Is it hard to get an invitation to, to, to discuss joining reference real estate? Is it like a bid? No, it's at, pretty easy. Uh, you just, sororities you can, during uh, rush it's not, season it's not like that no all you gotta do is dm us dm us on instagram okay. or uh you can just email yeah. seth at sellingbossa.com so you have spots that if you were an agent somebody could 100%. fill 100 percent, yeah oh i didn't realize that i thought you were like invitation only full oh, up man, we're looking to add some peeps so uh uh saul actually oh, okay. has a good like uh, easy to book calendar link um again just dm us and uh and we can send it out to you um uh, when are we going to have Saul on the podcast and, and learn about uh, this new guy? Idea. Maybe we'll do is, that. Uh, uh, running the back geez, end. He might be running the front end. He might be running it all. So uh, it's actually exciting because it gives me the opportunity to uh, spend more time with clients, uh, which is really what I love doing, uh, creating content with you guys and um, just producing, selling homes, listing them. So, um, but yeah, we should have him on. That's a good idea. 
Yeah. You're full of uh, good ideas, man. Let me tell you. I mean, let's not what, go wild. What about you? Uh, we get we're we're hitting up in the ticker here. So uh, hey, yeah, we're, we we hired a I new associate who TikToks. is uh, making TikToks. You know, lights out. You know, great, great, great addition to the team here. Uh, you know, cultural fit for us. Like, just gets what we're trying to build here. Um, in, invested in the mission. We've been, you know, working on a lot of the stuff that you and yeah. I talk about, uh, mission driven, you know, culture driven, culture eat strategy for breakfast, all that it stuff. Does. We are, uh, yeah. Oh, it, it does. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, I, when I was in Florida a couple of weeks ago, I, I finished reading Simon Sinek mm. start with why, and we've been like really hyper-focused on, on, um, you know, filtering everything through the lens of our why and like making sure that what we do is is delivered in the way that we want it and that matches our, uh, you know, why we do what we do. And, you know, we're cool stuff will be coming down, down the, uh, down the pike here. I love it. Um, yeah. A couple holiday parties to attend. Oh, you're better than me. I didn't I get invited to, to one. It was yours. Uh, so, uh, oh. <laughs> see, I didn't get invited well, to that you know, one. After years of me just never showing up to any, uh, you get people start to stop the invites. You know what I mean? So, I think we'll try and throw a little reference one um, as the uh, as the year wraps here, just a little get together or something. So, nice, yes, sir. Well, I would love to get an invite. Yeah, you know, to that we're always one. looking for sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just kidding. I knew you I'm were going to say that. I, you can come yeah, as bring, long bring as you check. open no, your check. No, um, we get. Yeah, I'm used. We'll, to, I'm we'll, used uh, to that. We're trying, to get some. we're trying to actually really uh, gear up on um, past clients and our our sphere of. Uh, we call it the sphere of influence in our in the real estate business. Just friends, family, clients, past clients, friends of past clients. Um, so we're doing like a small thing at the office on Thursday, uh, this week's so the 14th, um, just, you know, pictures with Santa, super small VIP client list, um, for some of our past, uh, buyers and sellers bring their kids by. So that'd be cool. Um, uh, and we're trying to do something every month, right? So, uh, some sort of touch point, some sort of tax planning. I think we'll, we'll hit, uh, uh, come out with, you know, get everyone their altas and whatnot. Uh, try and bring in like a, yeah. a financial planner or something like that just to help folks save and um, leverage their, their house as a big net worth. So we're doing a lot of touch points this year. I think it'll be fun um, to get through. So That's cool. Well, let's you and I touch base about this offline. I got some ideas on this around this area. Can't wait. So, all right, bud. Good, uh, good right. catching up with you. And uh, I'm, I can't wait till you're back in the Commonwealth. Listen, flying back first thing tomorrow, and uh, I'll tell you what the the tail end of the week is filled with uh, almost. I think it's nine. Hopefully, will be ten different seller meetings just to wrap this week alone. So um, there's a lot of people looking to make a move. So Let's hopefully, go. we'll get in the inventory. You know what I mean? So yeah, cool, awesome. Well, safe trip back. Thanks, man. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Word Podcast Market Minute. Everything you need to know about the real estate market in the greater Boston area in 30 minutes or less. Do us a favor. If you like today's content, give us the like, comment, subscribe. 
and make sure you share this podcast with a friend.